The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock uh, Podcast. It's a Leeds United podcast. If you don't know us, that's what we do. We talk about Leeds and we talk about other things as well. It's been a little while, but we're um, we're back and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We won a game of football in the Premier League, which was nice. Good, good feeling. Yeah. Forgot what that felt like. Uh, right, against Watford. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Black History Month is October, the month of October. Um, so we'll be talking about our favourite uh, black Leeds players. You can talk about your favourite um, black people in general, if you want. Um, Newcastle takeover and what it, what that means for, for Leeds and the Premier League. Um, Tyson Fury had a fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's extremely into the weeds there. And, um, and we'll be playing Southampton. <laughs> Very soon, uh, Matt Letizier, the anti-vaxxers team. Okay, uh, my name's Adonis, you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good hello yeah. from me. Joining us uh, is the Warden of the North, at LUFC Warden Sam Ward. Evening, everybody. Uh, the Prince of Darkness, Machiavelli himself in the flesh, Ewan Metcalf. How are we doing, everybody? And uh, Barney from the internet. Uh, <laughs> Good evening. At Barney LUFC 21. It's the first time I've spoken to people in days, so it's quite nice, this. Um, well, we'll start off with you then, Barney. You've got the Rona. Mm-hmm. How is it? How are you? Are you okay? I'm okay. Uh, just can't taste or smell anything. Got a bit of a cough as well. Started last week, I felt a bit under the weather. just thought it was a cold. Then by Friday, I thought, I'm not quite right here. So I tested myself. Yeah, they got their owner. I was meant to be going to Glasgow on Saturday for a gig. Can't go to that, so I'll be watching Strictly. I, I would have thought now would be now that you can't smell or taste anything, it would be the perfect time to go to Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, judging judge by the state of Barney's ass, I think it's a good job. Anything we've just been discussing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, man, any more symptoms you want to tell us about? <laughs> <laughs> In graphic detail. Missed off one there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no comment. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all right? Yes, but I'm Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah. You working in the middle? You working in the middle of nowhere? I hear. Yeah, working in the middle of the moors, mate. Yeah, it's a it's a good 45, 50 minutes, maybe a bit more actually. Up very hilly terrain. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot, but bikes are fuck on to get to to get there. But yeah, it's a beautiful job, I could say. Yeah, loving it, loving it. Yeah. Do you practice your, your Kate Bush on your breaks? <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah, I do all sorts, to be honest, on my break. But, um, I bet, yeah, I bet Wardy, is... you know, we all worry one of them who, I bet he rolls downhill. I bet he rolls downhill. Even <laughs> oh, break, that. Yeah. Gets that, a proper the, roll on. Some of the hills are uh, absolutely insane, and so I wouldn't even mess with them, to be honest. They're very, very high up. 
Um, but no, all good for me, mate. Yeah, loving life. Yeah, playing football after this, so I'm on the tea, not the beers like you two. Um, unfortunately, because one after one, I get a bit carried away. To be honest, so, <laughs> so I need a not really. Um, otherwise, I won't turn up. I will get pissed. What position do you play? Up front. Up front, mate. Yeah, a bit of a Patrick Bamford sort of figure, assisting, scoring, closing down. Yeah, a bit of everything, mate. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. I know. So hi, I taught myself up well, didn't I? You got a celebration? Yeah, you, you have now. <laughs> uh, you got a celebration? No, no, it's um, it's against no. quite a few old people and young people, so it's it's a good mix of people. So it's not really, it's not it's not serious, put it that way. But um, I, I enjoy you, it nonetheless, and it's good you don't rip your shirt off and swing around your head. <laughs> no. We are the champions. Because no. some of the people that play in goal, because uh, it's obviously rotation in goal so one goal one you know every goal someone changes goal so some of the small people you just you can score for miles away so it's not even get, get right up in the in the goalkeeper's yeah. face after you put one past him <laughs> have some of that <laughs> I should do that it's fun Ewan how are we just thinking he's frozen you... I'm good man I'm good We're... oh no you're back you're back just thinking if Wardy says he's working the Work in the middle of nowhere and lives in Beedell. You know it's remote. Jesus. Mm. Good, <laughs> good for burying some bodies if you ever if you ever need anything buried. I'll, I'll bear uh, that in mind. Royston, it's Royston constantly. Mm. Yeah, constantly a question <laughs> I ask myself. Yeah, I'm good. I'm really yeah. good. Um, really busy, and I like being busy and busy with work and life, and it's great. Everything's good. I'm golden. I'm golden, lads. Lovely. Um, if you would like to get involved in the Roaring Peacock, we, we do need some co-hosts occasionally. These uh, Life gets in the way now. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that on the DMs on Twitter. Right, Watford, 1-0. First thoughts? I like you used to talk because I didn't actually watch it, so... Yeah. Get out. <laughs> I know, this yeah. is why we need <laughs> I know, yeah, I've been committed to the cause. Fuck's sake. <laughs> It. We were really good. First 45 minutes were all over him. Um, after 70 minutes, it got a little bit scary again. It seems like every every game at the moment, after 70 minutes, we just seem to lose it a little bit, get scared, not confident what we're doing. But Watford, they were absolutely awful. I just I don't know what they did. They just didn't bring anything to the game whatsoever. I just thought, yeah, we just we played well, but I think we played well against a very, very poor Watford side. Yep, yeah, yeah. Every game seems feels a bit like um, that Cardiff game where we capitulated in the seventy, mm. like from the seventieth minute on, and conceded three goals and just <laughs> leads it up. Maybe Bielsa's honeymoon phase is over and we're back to being <laughs> Leeds again. Um, Ewan Watford one nil. Yeah. Again, you know, it's hard to say because I thought they were poor. Um, the, the the thing that bugs me about Leeds at the minute, which we didn't suffer from last year apart from the odd game, mm. is that decision-making in the last third. Uh, it's, it's just a poor. Um, the number of chances we sort of, potential chances we created, the number of times we got to you know, create a good situation to get a strike or, or you know, create a very good chance. And the, the, the selection of, you know, the decision-making, at that point is really poor uh, and it's costing us because you know that's a game that did we get away with one with the free kick um disallowed their goal possibly uh it was a bit of six and two threes wasn't it um we're not getting the decisions we talked about it today Don 
when you're down there, you don't get the decisions. They looked like a fairly blatant penalty on Dan James, not given. But, but that's where that's the problem. You put your chances away. You, you're always susceptible to last minute that nervousness in the last five or ten minutes, which we did. Fortunately, we held on, and that's where it may start. The bounce back may start from just getting that and grinding it out. And uh, but we should have put them away. We should have put them to bed, you know, far earlier than than uh, than we did. So a bit frustrating. Um, but we'll, you know, we're getting there, aren't we? You've got to, again trust your swing, and we'll get there. Yeah, it feels like every little ricochet or bounce of the ball doesn't seem to be going our way, and we had so much quality compared to Watford. They were terrible. They were, yeah, they were shite, weren't they? Let's let's not mince words here. They 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 were one of the worst teams I've seen uh, in the last few seasons. I mean, even teams like. 10-man Wigan, like, yeah, even Hull, who we beat, we, we yeah, we, we took him to the soul, we beat him 4-1, even Roberts scored in that game. Um, <laughs> Get up, fucking up, did he? <laughs> they must have been shit, them, didn't <laughs> Watford was so bad. Speaking of Roberts, yeah, that was a, it was an excellent effort. He, oh, you know, was, even, even when he's really good, he doesn't seem to be getting the look, so... You would still say that was a fluke, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, you, you know, I said, that that, I, I've, just, I've just been pedantic now. I said, well, look at the first effort, though. He only got the second <laughs> effort because he completely faffed the first one that came to him and he completely yeah. missed it. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be cruel to the man. You know, he's one of ours, so we'll, it was one of yeah. ours, so we'll stick by him. Um, or at least... Oh, oh he's gone. He's gone. gone. He's gone. I didn't <laughs> Tyler do Roberts that, though, is I didn't the chat. He took himself <laughs> Switch me off. off. He switched me off. He took me off because of Tyler Roberts' rant again. <laughs> no, it's um, uh, yeah. I think I mean looking forward to Southampton. You know, the mm. Ward Prowse will be out, which is a massive plus yeah. bonus for us not to have him playing. So let's hope we can make it two in two, and then the, the league looks different. Everybody yeah. feels different, more positive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, round to your chat then. Um, hello, everybody. Uh, Nora's here. Uh, she's feeling a little bit better. Good evening. Um, yeah. Paul Homboy, good evening. Um, Nora Barney, who brought the disco? That's a <laughs> reference to Barney's headphones. Uh, Bandy, all right, all right. Uh, somebody's going to get hiding from us soon enough. It should have been Watford or the Hammers. Uh, we haven't quite linked again yet. Step on um, with uh, Southampton. And Bremner's Ghost says evening or. Okay. Amen. Oh, and Derek Moore's here. Evening, fellas. International break. Doing my head in roll on Saturday. Yeah, um, we can talk about England if you want. Do you want to talk about England briefly? Uh, it's pretty shit, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't bother watching. It's hard to give Phillips isn't there. Yeah, it's yeah I didn't Phillips watch. I just thought, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Just no point whatsoever. Mm. You knew you were going to beat Andorra and then Hungary. Yeah, it was just a bit of a tough game, really. But, yeah, it's... I think we've, it's going to go down to the last game now, isn't it? Our qualification, which shouldn't really be happening with the sort of group we were in. But, you know, I think we're still definitely going to qualify. Just maybe put it down to the last game now, which is a bit, bit shit. But it is, isn't it? We'll still qualify. You're right. Ewan, England? Yeah, just a, I, I feel like I repeat myself regularly about very yeah. matters, England being one. Um, just too slow, too... too pedestrian in the way they build up, not enough options on the ball, movement slow. You know, you look at the squad and you think we've got a really good, young, hungry squad. I thought Foden started really well. And then he went all England, didn't he? He sort of ran out of ideas and then 
got sick of not getting balls when he was breaking behind the line. And I think they're just they're really frustrating to watch. I was sat watching it with my lads last night, and it was frustrating. Is the is the is the word um, again similar to Leeds? Poor decision making, final four quality. Started with it, and then the, the thing for me, management wise, is you know. I'm not a foolish as a, as a personality. I've been him enough stick about his diving around over the years, but he was having a cracking game and he takes him off and kicks Mason Mount on, who was virtually invisible all game. I don't know what he's done to, to keep getting a game for England because I've not seen him do anything for us. Um, I think if you look at the two sides we've played who can play a bit, you know, Poland and Hungary and Albania, you could throw into that mix who we've got to come yet. We didn't play well against Poland. We let them back into the game when we should have put to bed and you know I thought it looked like a decent side against us I just thought we were at it but there's too many games now where just not clicking as a team and, and again that that passing it around the back four 25 times and not being able to make three or four passes in the final again without any kind of cutting edge you know when you saw Foden play those through balls and you saw them there was a couple of times where I think it was Walker got the ball they played it from the left hand side across to the right and he was running at people a bit more sort of inspirational play, a bit more sort of um, instinctive, really, and, and at pace. And they, they sort of turn around and come back and start passing it around the back four again. It just, it fucking breaks my heart because that's not what football's about, is it? You get on the charge, you get at people, you you get forward, you get a shot on goal, or, you you know, you create a chance. It's just, it's frustrating, man. Um, mm. I mean, that's the point the... where you don't want to don't watch. That's the one thing that Bielsa always praises Leeds for, isn't it? It's about taking risks. And even if we lose, we're yeah. still taking risks and, yeah. and um, having a go. And that's what football is about. But England, to me, they feel like it feels like what is the point? It's so difficult to even drum up the motivation to watch the games. I can't imagine if, you, if you've got 100 million in the bank, like some of these footballers must have. Um, and <laughs> the motivation to play Andorra. I don't know. Everybody will say when you put on an England shirt, that should be motivation enough. And yeah, it should. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's still fucking Andorra. <laughs> I had to look at where the bounce out was, to be honest. I thought I knew where Andorra was as a country. And I was like, I had no idea it was between France and Spain. Like, yeah. It feels like the same thing with England as with Leeds as well. Like when Phillips isn't on the pitch, it's just not the same. Um yeah, yeah and... I mean, we did miss him. We did miss Phillips. You mm. could see that a mile off, you know. A lot of people have said after as well, you can see why he's in the team and he should be the first name on the team sheet, and he should. You know, the work mm. he does, he's, it was it was missed. But, you know, Hungary weren't too bad. They pressed us really well. And I think it's just about finding a way how we break down teams like that who have certain formations and sit in certain ways and set up. We, we sometimes don't have an answer for them, but then, we, you know, we... Roll over Germany two 0 and we, you know, we put in good performances against other teams. It, it's just finding ways to break down other teams that we sometimes don't have. And um, yeah, we'll get there in the end with Southgate. But yeah, it's a bit frustrating. But I'm not too harsh. With and uh, yeah, special mention to the hungry fans. Um, yeah, vile Belenzala. Yeah, get them all in the <laughs> jail somewhere. Awful, awful mate. Oh, Shay's come. Say hello. Say hello, Shay. Look at his dirty hey, knees, man. He's been out playing football. Look at him. Oh, God. <laughs> show, them your leads. Show, show them your leads kit. Hey, it's an old one, that. The bus seat. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's good. There you go. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> see old. For the ben benefit of people listening on the podcast, uh, one of um, Ewan's offspring. 
has uh, entered the naughty one. The naughty one. <laughs> uh, a few more go. in the chat, um, then we can stop talking about England and move on very quickly into yep. something more positive. Uh, Bremner's ghost, England with pants. Funny to see the Met uh, legging it. <laughs> um, yeah, beyond the 90 LCFC, that's a great Leicester City uh youtube channel uh that's neil hey guys hope you're well uh we're both pretty shy at the moment uh do you think cousin hootel will go before your game uh someone get football back international break doing my head in uh well neil maybe newcastle will pinch all of your players and your manager uh from the <laughs> rumors that i'm seeing um nora says i'm just here for all the positivity that's right uh bandy if it's not leeds it does not matter LEFC lead it. Did you see Click's great assist? I didn't. No, I yeah. didn't see that. No. Yeah, it was, was very it? nice. Very nice. Yeah. Just the way he crossed the ball in. And you know way the way Click just crosses the ball in, it's like without any effort. It's like, yeah. there you go. Sure it was just like the way it just clicked it in. Oh, nice, nice, nice assist, yeah. Who was on the end of it? Was it Lewandowski? Lewandowski? I'm not too sure who scored. <laughs> not too sure. There was a wonderful assist that I did see a a year ago, I think, uh, where he just clipped it in and, and Lewandowski volleyed it. Um, yeah, yeah I'd love to see a bit more end product from Click. Uh, we're going to need it, um, especially um, those goals, which we yeah, think yeah. about. He's a good yeah. football. He's a good. He's a good footballer. End of the day, you know. He, I know he's he's been he's been questioned yeah. about his fitness and his hundred. Is he hundred percent with it? You know, when he had did he have COVID mm. and he wasn't great. Fit Fitness wise, he didn't look himself. I'll tell you what, he's a good football. He's got a good football brain. Him and Rodrigo and Rafina are linking up well. I think that'll click. Um, hey, no, 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 no. you see what I did? See what I did there? Really terrible. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it'll come, and I do like him as a footballer. I think when he mm. gets his fitness, he's right. click it. Click is just a lot of people say, "What if this player's out of the team, like Phillips or Bamford?" But when Click is at his best. You miss a midfield. There's no other midfielder in that squad that can do the same as what mm. Click can do. The the way he brings players in that he gets into those triangles, the way he does those little clip clip passes and get yeah, gets into yeah. and then brings out other players so other players get into space. He's a real such an intelligent footballer. Mm. We don't yeah, have anyone else like either, do no. we? You, you, you know exactly, and you've asked that question about England. You know, how do you break a team down against Watford? Click was the one that was doing that one. He was playing mm. the sort of unexpected pass, bringing people into play. You know, finding people that nobody else would even see. You know, they haven't got the vision to to even see him. Never and you know, get the pass to them. So I do have time for Click, and uh, you know, I thought he was probably one of the standouts for me against Watford. Mm. To be fair, yeah, we had Pablo uh, to do that for for a few mm. seasons. Um, we don't have that kind of player, but I, I did think Rodrigo was quite impressive as a false mm. nine against Watford. Um, Gordon White, good evening, fellas. Calvin Phillips with major miss. Declan Rice couldn't change forward. Uh, couldn't yeah, charge forward. He was lost. Yeah, because he, he couldn't right, trust anyone to cover. Yeah. Emma Oliver, uh, Tyson Fury, Gypsy King number one. We I should point out he is a scummer, but um, he's English, so we'll yeah. let him off. It was a great fight. Um we might talk about go, that. He doesn't go on about it though. He doesn't go on about it though. Does he? You know, some people who support yeah. Man United, they never shut up about it, do they? Yeah. But he's he's not one of them, is he? he don't really talk about football massively. No. He keeps going about mm. keeps going on about Morecambe and stuff right more than Man United. Yeah. So, <laughs> and massive. and uh, Jesus and he, Christ. He does. Sure. He didn't. He, he didn't care. It was Black History Month, did he? He just got, you know, <laughs> knocked him all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yes, the leader is Bamford back for the weekend. Is he? No, I don't uh, think so. I don't think he is. I no. listened to him football uh, a Fantasy League podcast and he was on there. His comedians do it. John Richardson does it. And he said he'd be out for another couple of weeks. So I don't think so. I, I haven't heard anything about it either, but mm. I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow. Do you know what, do, do you know what happened with Bamford? Bamford came to... So my lads play at Leeds City Juniors and they're based at Adel um, and they have a sports and social club there. It's a really good setup actually. And um, there was a Sunday where I have a game we were playing away, I think, but the second team well, and he was in the clubhouse with his physio. So there's loads of the kids got photos stuff up at adult. So we were gutted at my little, my little, like, oh, I could oh, be a scene. It was like, I know. It's one of them because we go in the clubhouse quite a lot. Apparently, we're sat in there having a coffee with his, with his physio. So there you go. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so moving on then, Black History Month. Um, I know you and you've got a big piece on this that you want to talk oh, about. Uh, but. He's <laughs> got a sizable piece. Wow, yeah, it's huge, man. My um, piece is massive. So I might, <laughs> I might get uh, you, Barney, and you, Sam, to to maybe uh, reel off some of your favourite uh, Black Leeds players. <sighs> Go on, Sam. Uh, for me, it's probably Lucas Radaby's number one. Oh. Um, from 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 what I've seen anyway, um, it's probably going to be Lucas Radaby. Oh. Just just for the story of him coming to Leeds, um, you know there wasn't many black players around at that time, um, and you know he had to he had to make a name for himself. Sorry. He had to work his way up, and he had to find somewhere to live. And it must have been all crazy and new for him. And um, yeah, he was just such a solid leader for so many years. And I absolutely loved his testimonial. That was another thing um, that was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I just love the man. He was such a smile, smiley, happy man. He's been through some awful stuff with his family as well. Um, awful stuff back in South Africa as well, um, which I'm sure we all know about. And, you know, to get through the other side and he's such an inspirational leader and smiley man, you know, he's a, yeah. he's a great professional. Um, so I can hear you on here. And I just, I love, I love a good centre-back, personally. I love, I love how he, how strong he was in the air and how commanding he was. I really... You know, it's quite an inspiration to um, a lot of young players how how to carry themselves and how to play. And I think he'd do a job now, to be honest. I think he'd still be absolutely brilliant if his if his knees weren't made of chocolate. Um, I think he'd be I think he'd be brilliant. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got to say probably Radaby, and I know that's probably a lot of people's answer, but he's such a brilliant guy, um, and his smile as well. Man, that's something I love. Um, I love a good smiley guy. So yeah, it's, Lucas Radaby's got to be mine. The chief. The chief, yeah. I loved his haircuts as well. Radaby was in Harvey Nichols the day after his testimonial and I had the ticket in my bloody wallet. I was with my missus in Harvey Nichols and uh, went and spoke to him. He was absolutely delightful. Not thinking I've got the ticket in my back pocket. I could have got him to sign it all along. And I'm not that oh, kind of yeah. person. I always feel like I'm a bit yeah. too cool to ask for signatures. And, and <laughs> you are, yeah. It, it was absolutely beautiful, man. And um, when I walked out, I sort of walked away from him. You know, when you suddenly get that moment of clarity, and I was like, yeah. shit, I've got the ticket from yesterday. I could have got him to sign it anyway. It's gone now, on it? Still to Sign it one day. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant blow. I remember seeing Lucas in Sainsbury's. I was with my mum, and he was in a big uh, cast. Mm. And I, I, I don't think I've ever been so, like, nervous to speak to anyone in my life before or after. I was just, like, way too scared to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Barnes? Well, you've chosen the Chiefs, so I've got to cho choose uh, Yeboah. 
I mean, I'm the I'm the era of when he was scoring those absolute thunder blasters, and he was such a great footballer as well. People forget that he was actually a really good footballer, but some of the goals that he scored were absolutely outrageous. And even like the new generations of the Premier League now look at those goals now and think, flipping heck, they were good goals. And the fact he just looked, he came into came to Yorkshire and the first thing he loved to eat was Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> he got a sponsorship, yeah, didn't he? <laughs> Did he get yeah. a sponsorship? Yeah, yeah, he got sponsored and he had to cancel it. <laughs> we did a whole podcast on you, Boa. Uh, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to go back um, through the YouTube um, catalog, there is a there's a great podcast that we did. I think it was with Badger. Went straight onto his thighs and his ass, didn't it? All that Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> 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 it, must have had bollocks. Yeah, too many. Too must have had many. bollocks like toffee, toffee pennies were massive. Weren't they? <laughs> yeah. He, he had to stop. He had to stop because, uh, um, yeah, he was getting being told he got too fat. <laughs> oh, that's shit, isn't it? He had 50% um, body, body fat. I go to a punk festival in Blackpool, and there's uh, loads of people come all away from all over from Europe. And there's some German uh, German people that come over, and they 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 support uh, I Frankfurt. And um, there's a there's a actual when you come in into the city on the train uh, on the train track, there's a mural on on the side of one of the flats of just his face. It looks oh, wow. absolutely amazing. So he's not just a cult hero that leads; he's a cult hero there as well. It's just a shame what happens at, with at oh, the end dear. of his tenure at the club mm -hmm. and how George Grain treated him as well. It's a real yeah. shame because he was he was such a player for us. Yeah, Pisses yeah, he was a royalist. top scorer in the Bundesliga, wasn't he? Before, mm, yeah. before yeah. we bought him, I think players that maybe don't have such a long career at a club, you know, you, you think of them even more fondly, really, don't you? Um, mm. It's happened a few times, isn't it? Where players, even if they leave on bad terms, you think about the one, two, three scenes, whatever it is that they've had, and you think about them so fondly. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. Well, dep depends like, where they go. Depends where they go. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will say there is one more player that I know I might get pelters for, but Rio Ferdinand is the best centre back I've ever seen play for Leeds. Yeah. And he was an absolutely immense captain as well. And I know a lot of people will say the chief, but Rio Ferdinand was on another level the way he played football as a as a defender. Not he was a defender that would fit in today's game rather than 20 years ago because what he used to do as a defender then was bring the ball out can like to play football which we weren't used to then it's at barney lufc um, uh, bremner's ghost chief and yeboa bandy says uh, mick jones was my favorite center forward however Anthony Yeboa was the best we've ever seen at Legion United. Bremner's ghost. Uh, Victor ought to be checking out Kelvin Yeboah. Mm. He's scoring for fun at Sturmgrass. That's, uh, is he adopted? I think he might be his adopted nephew, something like that. Um, right. Bandy Fornoski, Chris White and Chris Fairclough. Um, Bremner's ghost said, uh, <laughs> talking of Munster thighs, Noel Blake had oak trees. We're going to get on to Noel Blake in a minute, I think. Um... So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll go quickly and then uh, we'll pass it off to Ewan. So, 
You've taken the Chief and Yeboa. I'm going to have to say Brian Dean. Dino. Um, just uh, for no other reason other than Manchester United, uh, Leeds United 2, Manchester United 1, September 1994. And I just, I think it was my fourth ever game. I was uh, nine years old, I think, or 10. No, I was eight. And uh, and uh, just 30, 35,000 people screaming, Dino, Dino, and we, we, we beat the scum 2-1. And it was the loudest noise I'd ever heard until I think... Uh, Deportivo Some Sam's fan of the week. Got them all out tonight, don't worry. On <laughs> like, like... Yeah, I won't be interrupting anyone tonight. Sorry, sorry, Johnny. No worries. Uh, and the other one was um, Rod Wallace. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Tricky little player. Yeah. Run rings around you. Very, very creative. Very hardworking. Uh, so that's my that's my two. Uh, Ewan. Well, it's amazing, just quickly, read a bit. Amazing, he was kind of bought almost to keep Masinga company, wasn't he? He was kind of a bit of a second mm. thought and, and started in the midfield and looked lost. It was completely lost. Got that injury and kind of came back like they'd made him into Bionic Man and, and put him at centre-half and the rest history, you know, a legend of a player. And I don't use that word lightly, he was, he was cracker. Um, yeah, and, and we've had a history of, of signing. You know, Yeboah, honestly, still pisses me off now. It really does get to me that George Graham, exiled him and, and treat him so poorly and then moved to Tottenham, you know, quite not quickly afterwards, but you no, know, it didn't have Leeds' best interest at heart long-term anyway, just all about himself and moved one of the best, most exciting, explosive footballers I've ever watched uh, away from, from Leeds United. He should have finished his career at Leeds, but, you know, you never know what might have happened. Sam said it's a bit like a good band, in it? You know, the bands that you kind of never got to see almost run out of steam and, and run out of ideas, almost a special place in your heart because you didn't get to mm. see what could have been. You just got that kind of initial um, honeymoon and that love affair with him and then didn't get to see him move on. I think that's quite important to, to say that, but oh, I'd love to see Mono Yeboah. He was just, you know, he had, he had his own goal of the season competition every year, didn't he? He was just <laughs> yeah. absolutely outstanding, outstanding footballer. And as, as Barney said, People see the outstanding explosive finishes, but boy, could he run with a ball and he was good with his feet. And you know, centre-halves would have hated to um, play against him. I, I don't care which centre-half it was. Just quickly on Ferdinand, anybody who says he wasn't a, you know, the best at Leeds, and I'm not saying that Woodgate wasn't brilliant, Radderby wasn't great, there was some great, we had some great centre-halves. He's just bitter about where he went to and about it. he's a bit of a cock these days as well, isn't he, which doesn't help, but... Um, he was a fantastic footballer and, and uh, in a different league. He was years ahead of his time, how he played, how he carried the ball out from defence. <clears throat> Very few. Barwood Gate probably at Leeds did that. So, um, cracking player. Anyway, so I want to talk really quickly, or not too quickly, about not just for the football ability and not particularly in a, a massively successful period for the club, but for the way that they changed people's outlook towards black footballers. If we're talking about Black History Month and... Um, I want to talk about two players that changed the way the stands perceived black footballers and, and black players and definitely changed the mentality of a lot of young people coming into the ground at that time, 88, 89. And that's Noel Blake and Vince Hilaire. Um, because I was there at that time. I was 17, very, um, you know, again, we've talked about looking for that identity. Lots of very right-wing influences around you at football in that stadium, outside the stadium, National Front sold 
pamphlets and gave you leaf stickers and stuff to stick around your school and so on and so on around your college or you know around your, your estate or whatever um so there was a lot of very right-wing influences in the ground some of the songs you know can't repeat them now obviously they all know them songs about bradford songs about um certain you know incidents whereby there was a lot of um racist language that went on in a football stadium at that time that was accepted and I think what Noel Blake and Vince Hilaire did was completely change a lot of people's mentality going into that football stadium and made it uncomfortable to sing songs and treat back footballers the way they were trepped to come in. Noel Blake became that sort of rock at the back that you know he was a player that people respected. Um, he was a bit of a fan on the pitch because he wouldn't take any messing about. He wouldn't have anybody trample on his stuck into people if they did. Um, but he was also, he was a hard hard bastard. You wouldn't want to take him on either. I reckon if he did sing right-wing songs, he'd come into the low fields and probably knack half of them anyway. But um, it, was, it, was a bit, it, was, it was a cracking sort of iconic figure to bring into the club at that time and a, a player that we needed. I remember once we were sat in um, the, the low fields and he sort of came past and the people were singing his name. They used to call him Bruno. Uh, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. And he stuck his thumb up and my mate went, fucking hell, look at the size of his thumb. Never mind his thighs. Like he was just a big, big, a big lump of a bloke. But um, those players changed. You know, Vince Lair, skillful winger, probably didn't play as much as he did. I think he played fifty odd games. Signed in eighty eight, the summer of eighty eight. As did Blake. Left fifty one games later. I think it was the following summer to go to Stoke. Noel Blake left to go to Stoke as well. A couple of years at Leeds. But it wasn't necessarily that influence, as I'm saying, on the pitch. Or, or you know, I think Noel Blake again. Uh, Hilaire 51 games or something, six, seven goals. But I remember him being an exciting footballer to watch. You know, great, he got great footballs into the box. One of my frustrations these days is players seem to have lost the ability to cross a ball properly and pick people out in the box. He definitely wasn't one of them. He could pinpoint a cross. He was very um, good at making space and getting crosses in, beating a man down the byline and getting crosses in. But like I say, the reason I wanted to mention those two Amongst a host of brilliant black footballers we've had, Chris Faircliffe's another favourite of mine. Hard as nails, great footballer, ahead of his time, a perfect signing for our club at that time. Should have played more games for Leeds United than he did. I'm, I've said to Donny today, when they, I think it was the day after they got promotion or they won the title like that week, we were all having a kick about in Roundy Park and he walked past with a little kid and his, his missus and uh, somebody shouted, oh, give us a game, you know, let's have a kick about Chris and Took his, you know, tan suede jacket off that was probably quite expensive at the time. Put it down as a goalpost and had a kickabout with us. For t- I love Chris Fairclough <laughs> to pieces. He was absolute nails football as well, hard as nails. But I've got to mention those two because they were the inaug, you know, the kind of pioneers, I guess. Of I know we'd had Terry Connor and Albert Johansson previous to that, but at that time, Leeds and the fans and that fan base and that ground was going down a very slippery path, and and I think they tr- changed and transformed the way. You know, you're not going to change everybody, but transform the way a lot of young people felt about how you should get behind black footballers and not be so prejudiced towards them. Because I'd been at a Crystal Palace game not long or around that time where, you know, there were certain black players were coined. There were certain songs sung at those people, which are abhorrent and, and disgusting, um, but were kind of normalised in, in the stadium at that time, late, you know, 87, 88. And again, those guys completely changed that almost overnight um, and certainly changed my my um, opinions and certainly changed the way that you behaved um, in the stadium. 
you know, towards black footballers. And, and I think that's a, a brilliant thing, not just the football legacy, but a legacy way beyond football that they created in, in, in my club, in my stadium, in my city, um, which is a massive thing to be able to, to claim. Whether they know that or not, those two gentlemen, I, I don't know, but I, I hope they do because that, that that's how it felt to me as a young man in Ellen Road at that time. Can I yeah. can I just ask a question? Because I was I was only six yeah. or seven during those times. Was right, Ellen Road rub it in, Barley? <laughs> <laughs> was Ellen was Ellen Road that bad, or was it just generally in football that bad, or was Ellen Road like the pinnacle of? get go, actually veering onto that side of never coming back um i think leeds is a more cosmopolitan city than some places you go to so there was always going to be a change i think coming but certainly barney it was it was yeah i mean some of the songs you know were disgusting very right-wing very racist um I wouldn't say black players particularly on the opposition got any special team because everybody was hated everybody got coined but there was definitely things that I saw, things that I heard, which would made me uncomfortable um, at the time. And I do think that it was accepted. It was normal to, 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 to sort of carry on that way. Now, I've always said that, particularly at that time, less so now, it, it, you had to leave your dignity and your humanity at the door, really, back in the 80s, going into football. And you're in the low fields getting ragged about, surging, climbing fences. You know, there was a lot of things went on which you couldn't do now. And that tribal mentality and that kind of almost faceless mentality you know you're in a crowd stood up where it was a bit more faceless people got away with more and felt they could behave in a certain way it was almost you know peer pressure or to impress the older lads in there that were quite sort of right wing I guess um, so there was a lot of young people I think that felt like it was okay to do that and maybe walked away from that stadium went back to their communities and would never dream of, of having those opinions Ellen Road became a kind of sink for it really you know what i mean and it wasn't it wasn't healthy and it wasn't nice so um you know i think the whole of football's moved i know people are saying we're regressing and we're going backwards now but we're certainly not because it was a lot worse back then and it was a lot more accepted you know you didn't see females certainly very few black places uh, black faces in the crowd if any um, and you've watched some of the documentaries recently that you know john barnes has been involved with other the black footballers at Ian Wright and the, the the what they were subjected to, you know, Laurie Cunningham, um, you know, Cyril Regis, you know, great iconic black footballers were subjected to just fucking the worst type of behaviour. And I think it did become a thing at football that that was normal to do it, Barney. And that that's the difference. Mm. And I think they, they changed it, definitely markedly changed it because how could you do that and go to a football ground and give the opposition sort of footballer a grief about his colour of his skin or his race and then cheer on Hilaire and Bruno. Listen, there's far there's a lot of two faced people at football who would probably quite comfortably do that. But I think a lot of young people who were like maybe a little bit more educated around it, even then in the eighties, just didn't feel didn't feel comfortable doing it. Yep. Uh, wonderful uh, reminiscing of um, such a pivotal time in, in society in general. I think that the late 80s, a lot of there was a big shift, wasn't there? And a lot of information got out. And I'd, I just think that there was a, a great movement as well from the fanzines at the time marching all together in the square ball to, to kick yeah. out the National Front from Ellen Road. Um, a few of your comments. Uh, Paul Hornby, Woody was better than Rio. 
Brendan's ghost. Graham just wanted to win 1 0. Um, Paul says, nobody else had a player like you, Boa. Jive 91, Bruno, Bruno. Love Bruno. Noel Blake. I was in the Caribbean when George Graham signed for Leeds and I was heartbroken. The only good thing he did was bring David O'Leary with him. Um, Paul says, agree, Bandy. seemed to dislike us. Jive says, Chris Fairclough, Chris White, Roddy Wallace, loved all of them players. Bandy says, I remember Paul Reaney. George Best could not cope with him. Uh, Reaney was my first hero. Stoic, says Paul. And Bandy says, Ellen Road was a shocking place to go as a black man. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, just with Noel Blake as well. I used to see him in Chain Bull and in town, Mr. Craig's and stuff. It was dead funny because you used to see him, Vinnie Jones, uh, a few of the players, even McAllister later on, used to see them sort of in the nightclubs, which you'd never get now. And Noel Blake, you know, he used, to, he used to smoke cigars. So he'd be stood like at the bar with his big cigar, big old lad and uh, big cat. Big character as well. Again, probably you know him and Hilaire probably didn't play in for Leeds, but um, great characters around town. I think the other thing really on that that era, the rave scene, the acid house scene came about, and that changed again perceptions. Again, you know, people, you did vision of where black and white people went in Leeds anymore. You went to the same clubs. It's about education. Racism is ignorance, isn't it? So you know, as soon as you started oh. to mingle and hang around with lads like that from Chapel Town and other parts of Leeds. You realise that we're all in it for the same thing, you know, to have a good time and, and you know, we didn't want to be going out and carrying on in town anymore, precinct and all these places. You know, you went to you went to clubs together and got on and had a good time. So the rave scene and the kind of summer of love and all that, for as much it's a bit of a cliche, did change a lot of that. Um, Leeds as a city as well changed quite quickly because of it. Certainly the night scene did, yeah. All right, um, a couple more comments, then we'll move on. Bandy, uh, Bowie says, honest to God, when I was a kid growing up supporting Leeds, I never realised Rooney was black. Um, Paul Rooney. says, uh, <laughs> Rooney, sorry. Speedy, <laughs> speedy Rooney's Rooney. black, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking stuff on this podcast, man. We're breaking stuff. <laughs> breaking news. Boom, boom, boom. Well, that poor girl out of Little Mix has been getting enough grief for you know pretending to be black, hasn't she? But uh, I didn't realise Rooney was out here as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Paul says I only did when I saw Leeds live right Newcastle have been taken over by mm. Saudi Arabia Ooh. what not does that mean for the Premier League it's not going to make it any better is it Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to make it any better um, yeah it's not, it's not it's not a good thing is it really more of these um, horrific countries basically buying clubs and just as a little showy-off thing, isn't it? They've not got any of the fans at heart. They've not got anything like that at heart. They're just there to boast about it, really, and just you as a little toy, just, you know, the little thing to do. And it's not going to do us any good. You know, they're going to overinflate prices, pay way too much. And But then again, we could sell players to them for a lot of money. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, and I don't like the argument of, oh, well, look at you know, Russia, uh, sorry, Chelsea and um, who their owners are and Man City, who their owners are, because you can't just keep saying that and then, you know, back the Saudis. They're, they're amongst the worst um, with the human rights and how they treat people and of colour people of different um, sexualities. You know, you, it's awful what they do. And you see Geordie fans waving about Saudi Arabian flag and, mm. you know, it's just like... You can, how can you do that? How how on earth can you even joke about you know backing that regime and um, 
yeah, I think the more money you pump into this foul foul league as it already is, the worse it's going to get. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be too long till we're all owned by someone who's a bit naughty. Um, but yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, and yeah, the, the, I know Newcastle wanted rid of Mike Ashley, right? So, but you're replacing it with someone who's a different different ball game altogether. Someone who's you know a zero hours contract, but then you've got you know like Mike Ashley was, but then you've got someone who they behead people and stone people to death for being gay and it's black and it's just like what on earth you, you, you can't even it's not as in my eyes you don't joke about that even even if you wanted Mike Ashley out it's it's disgusting um but not good not good at all I don't think Barney Arabia <laughs> sure well <laughs> I think it's grim. I think it's grim for not just for the Premier League. I think it's grim for European football where you can have owners coming in with atrocious human rights and no one blinks an eyelid because it's just more money coming into the game. It's been a cheery podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I, th- I understand why. I, th- I think it's shown this week as well how... Newcastle fans are completely blinkered to what's going on at their club. Yes, Mike Ashley left. He didn't run the club into the ground. He made him quite a good business model to how a football club should be run. He didn't invest in certain facilities, no, but it's a, bis- it's a business that was making a profit. Was it last season where they made a, a 34 million profit or something? Which yeah, is, I think that, yeah, which is unheard of. Play, they're, yeah. in, they're in good stead now, yeah. And I think Newcastle fans are completely blinkered to where they're going to go. I mean, they're saying, oh, we can just go out and buy every single player we want. But it's not that easy. You're not going to be challenging for the Premier League. You're not going to get into the Champions League for at least four or five seasons. And I, I think some of the statements that came out from some of the trusts from Newcastle were embarrassing. Mm. When you're at the trust, a trust of a club should be its critical friend, not making friends with the en- enemy. I mean, the LGP uh, community, Newcastle Trust, what their 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 statement was absolutely atrocious. And if I was part of that community and that statement came out. I'll be wondering what am I? What? Why am I with this trust? The actual Newcastle trust would seem to be quite naive, because a, a chairman's a, an owner's come in with a load of money, and it just doesn't sit right with me. And a lot of fans on social media, Newcastle fans, were saying you're just jealous. I'm not jealous. I just think that yes, we want to be in this league. It's a fantastic league. Like at the end of the day, it's fantastic football. But it doesn't sit right with me, some of this. It just does not sit right. It's more and more money coming into the league. And also the, the so-called top six, top four, it's they're shitting themselves now as well because they're thinking, hang on a minute, there's someone that's got more money than us. They're going to take away our spot now in the Champions League and the so-called Super League if it ever happens as well. It just does not sit right with me, the whole ethical side to it. I think my problem is that football's become about buying trophies, not about the the coaches' ideas, like coaches versus coaches and players versus players and locations versus locations. And and it's not about how well you coach and train and the, the, the playing style. It's about how much money you've got um, and how and how much you're willing to get in debt. 
mm. and and how easily you can get around FFP. So I think there's there's definitely that problem with it. There's the human rights side, which is extremely bad, but I don't see how that's going to change. Like the argument could be made to say, well, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So if they sort of pally up to this regime, then maybe they can influence them by having chats and so on, rather than making a big protest. Um, but if you saw with the European Super League, that got shut down within a day because of a protest. And the Gaviscon badge got shut down within hours because of uh, a protest. <laughs> um, and it doesn't make it easier for Leeds to get into the get into Europe either, I don't think, um, if you've got uh, eight clubs, um, eight very rich clubs to, to compete yeah. with. But, yes, yeah, so it's a bit weird. Um, and the fact that they've passed this fit and proper test is weird as well. That's a, that's I'd, love that's to see the, I'd love to see the findings of that and see the written report of that. We never will, will we? But they literally, well, they, get a, they, they, get a stethoscope, they get a stethoscope out and put it on their heart and go, yeah, he's alive, and that's fucking it. That's the fit and proper test. It's a, the, one of the most joke, shocking part of it is that the government, <laughs> apparently the Premier League and the, gov- the Premier League put a, um, a what's the word? forgot trail um asked for some information freedom of Inf- information act yeah. and the government gave them some information but apparently that information will not be circulated publicly yeah. what they found out so that just Shock that's on. just alarm bells alarm bells for me all... straight away yeah well, a, a different angle for me is my dad's a new, not all my family a lot of my family are geordies and, and newcastle family my dad is and he was my dad's you know got a pretty high moral compass and he wasn't happy at all. I've heard lots of Geordies say the opposite and, and revel in it, but my dad wasn't comfortable with it at all. Um, and I think the thing with the, the Ashley, it's a bit like, it's not like it's completely different, but similarity to when Bates left and everybody was just happy to get Chilino, not knowing, yeah. knowing there was skeletons in the cupboard, knowing that, you know, not knowing much about the kid. It was just almost, he's got to be better. It's just anymore, which we were relieved to get rid of Bates, who was an absolute tyrant. He was, you know, Mike Ashley's far better than Ken Bates or or Chilino. And, you know, um, it's almost like they've just, you know, they're a big club out there with a massive fan base. They've just settled for anything just to get themselves back to where they believe that they belong. And I don't wish any bad on Newcastle fans. I say a lot of my family are Geordies and, you know, I think they have been hard done to, but to succumb to that regime in the way they have and sort of have their pants down for them and sort of greet them with open arms and, and sort of say, well, it's not the government, it's this... IFP, IPF company or whatever it is, ICF, whatever the companies that have come in and taken them. Um, it's it's blatantly obvious. And I think they call it, don't they call it football rinsing or something where they, like Qatar have done it, haven't they, by hosting a World Cup to try and yeah, use yeah. football as a way to create positive PR around the regime in the country. And it's complete sports washing. Sports washing, that's the one. Yeah. It was something to do with sport and having a wash. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's awful. It's awful. So uh, ball is. ball washing, it's, it's, they call it ball washing, don't they? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's not it's not right. But you you have to see how it pans out because money doesn't know. Without everything else behind the scenes, it doesn't guarantee you success. Um, although I think he's about ten times richer than the guy who owns Man City. So I mean, he, the, the, he was I think the book that um, David Conroe was, was was titled Richer Than God. So what's this guy richer than richer than God? Jesus disciples, you know. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's um, 
it's, it's time, time money, isn't it? So God knows where they're going, what kind of journey Newcastle are going to go on, and and uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be coming in for everybody, won't they? Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, when we saw the scenes um, at Kabul Airport, and you looked into the Taliban and everything, you know, it was completely shocking how um, the um, the, the, the allied forces or whatever they're calling themselves these days um, just got out of Afghanistan and just left Scarbled. those poor people yeah. mm. um, uh, to to live under that regime. But at the same time, I, I don't think I, I don't think Newcastle fans or football in general can solve these massive global issues. So uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but I think. You nailed it on the head, Sam, with the first thing that was said on this topic, which was, and something Wiggy's just alluded to as well, is these trusts yeah, and really. and um, the LGBTQ Newcastle uh, group statement that came out. Mm. Those were opportunities to to say, yeah. look, what you're doing is wrong, in in yeah. we and we don't approve of it, and we're not going to mm. stand by it, and we're not going to just because you own the club doesn't mean that we can do anything about that. The government or the Premier League should have stopped it. Um, we might not be able to do anything about it, but we don't agree with what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> and you that's, need to stop that. That's it, isn't it? Like, they obviously can't help who owns the club. They can't control who owns the club. But they can not be bellends about it and, you know, go about where, it, you know, all brandishing Saudi Arabian flags and embracing it all. You know, there's, there's two right. separate things there, isn't there? There's supporting your club and supporting your football team, but then there's there's going against that and going for a country that is just awful, awful human rights. It's a separate issue, and I just feel like they've got that completely wrong. But, yeah, it's... it's Wiggy's, Wiggy's in a great place to comment on it because you think about the work, the great work that Marching Out <laughs> Together has done and yeah, the, the, club, the, the club have been, you know, pivotal in supporting and backing... And the regime at Leeds United's been, you know, really supportive in making sure that, that that message gets out there. You know, are Newcastle's trusts and and you know bodies like that going to be able to do that with that regime in charge? It's unlikely, isn't it? They're not going to get the same backing. I wouldn't have thought. Are they going to go on a big PR exercise where they do start to embrace stuff like that? But ultimately, if they do, knowing that it is the Saudi Arabian government behind that that person behind the club now, it's just hollow words, isn't it? Because, like you say, the yeah. human rights record behind the scenes where it can't be. You know, witnessed and so on. Awful, and and and, and Wiggy's in a, a great place to comment on that, probably more so. But um, it is it is worrying, and like you said, the, the thing about football. Let's be honest. I think Gordon Strachan did an interview twenty years ago uh, where he commented about you know it might be longer ago that football's got no morals. It hasn't had morals for a long, long time. So let's not pretend <coughs> that all of a sudden you know Newcastle are the first people to do it. it mm. Football's had mm. been soulless yeah. when it comes to morals for. A lot of years, you know, since the Premier League started, particularly yeah, a lot exactly, of good things to come exactly. from it, but a lot of bad things as well. Yeah, yeah and the the one last thing that I want to say about it is it's a bit like FIFA or something. LMA manager for me. That's going back a long time. Um, when you put in a cheat, you you'd put in a cheat code, and and you'd you'd buy all the players you want, and you just felt dirty at the end of it, like you know. yeah. <laughs> violated. <laughs> yeah, you cheated. Yeah. What um, we'll be, if, if 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 we can get um, Israel Israel to buy Sunderland, fucking hell, 
Imagine the time we had Derby then. Uh, <laughs> There'd definitely be some oh, fog that... on the sign then, wouldn't there? Oh, oh, okay, yeah. there'd be more than we might be scuds on scuds on the time. There'd be all kinds of shit. That rocket repelled grenades on the time. There'd be the lot, man. It'd be fucking. I tell you what, that'd be, uh, <laughs> that'd make that'd make Fury Wilder three look like a fucking. You know what I mean? I'm back in the playground, wouldn't it? Um, let's, let's do it goes. Peace and... do it. Peace and quiet, alas, youngest asleep. That's uh, fantastic. Hey, Congratulations, Bremner. It is. Paul Humber, it's a stick to poke Newcastle with. The chants are going to be grim. Uh, Bremner says, Sandcastle United. Uh, it started already. Uh, Mandy, <laughs> when, <laughs> when all is said and done, uh, Newcastle fans might not end up as happy as it seems they would be. However, once again, if it's not Leeds, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul says it's not a good foundation for success. Karma Jive says barcodes want to think themselves lucky. Ashley was mild better than Bates and Chilino. Um, Wiggy says, of course, this is very personal to me, but the Newcastle with pride statement wasn't exactly great. And Callum says, hi, guys. I know it's not Leeds related, but hope David Brooks recovers after finding out he has yeah. cancer. Hodgkin's lymphoma, isn't it? It's so weird when... Yeah. Really fit young people, twenty-four get year old, yeah, yeah, extreme disease. I think it's got a good, it's got a good rate of people getting through it. So let's fingers yeah, crossed it does. It does pull through. So um, yeah, I read that today. Not nice. Okay, what? Are, how much time you got? Um, ten minutes. Okay. Uh, did anybody watch the Tyson Fury fight? Yes, loved it. Woke nope. up for it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, it's not not often you wake up or stay up or whatever it is um, to watch a fight, and it's worth it. But that one really was a hell of a fight, and um, you just knew it was third time round. You know they're they're going to try that bit harder, one one winner piece each. But yeah, absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, Fury is my favourite fighter by a mile, and just such a character and hell of a story as well. He's he's you know it's like why we like sports, isn't it? For for characters and people like that, and. Yeah, I love him, and I think it was um, yeah, it was a great, great fight. Okay, to I bring it's a some... win, wasn't it? Drawing a win. Was it a draw? Was, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the first yeah. one was a draw. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's so long ago now. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to bring some balance, maybe Barney, you were shaking your head. You didn't watch the fight. Not into that. I don't get boxing, to be honest. I just don't you appeal just to me. No, just yeah, I'm, it's a, I'm, a, I'm a lover. But, yeah. Not I'm, fighter, Barney. Yeah. I'm too I'm too <laughs> good looking to fight anyway. So if I got hit, I'd R- ruin that face, mate. It's a yeah, money maker. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> I thought it Did was the best it? the best fight I've ever seen. It's great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was you're not, uh, you're not you're seeing just Hag- Hagler Hearns. Hagler Hearns, I'll refer to Hagler Hearns, Your Honor. Bless you. Um, <laughs> or you bank Watson, which you can never watch it ever again because of what happened at the you bank Nigel Ben. I could keep going. There's some, there's been some great fights. It was a good fight, though. Very mm. good fight. You just didn't know which way it was going to go. No, there think... was bits where it could have gone either way, weren't there? Yeah, it was that bit at the end of the 10th, um, where Wilder kind of came back and started swinging himself, and and you just knew that if he connected. Um, Fury was going to go down and, and it was just it was always that what's going to happen you know that tension that just kept going on and on and on even though Fury was winning by a mile 
Um, <laughs> the wildest punches just seem to come out of nowhere. Yeah, they did. Um, a few people are uh, writing about the fight. Norris says, it was absolutely amazing, that fight. Bremner's Ghost, great fight, great trilogy. The wilder memes are hilarious. Um, Norris had happily got up early for that. Uh, Paul says, felt sorry for Wilder. No better now than 2012. Poorly led, trained, and managed. Yeah, I think he might be a bit dumb. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine getting punched for a living, though. You're gonna, it's going to take its toll, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Okay, he's caught, he's back. caught up in his own hype as Wilder. It's like, he had a period where he was, you know, dominating and, you know, mm. and he just, he, he never really seemed to want to work. I mean, he looked like he worked really hard to get in shape for this fight and stuff, so you can't criticise that. But I just can't, I can't like him at all. I think he's really hard to like as a personality. He tries to intimidate people outside the ring. Um, Fury had the beating of him mentally and psychologically before the fight and before both yeah. fights, really. And I think that I think that the thing that changed it was the first fight where Fury got up when Wilder thought he was finished. Um, Wilder was almost <laughs> celebrating in his own corner, and Fury just got back up like he was, you know, the living dead. Yeah, I think that that that, that finished Wilder men- finished Wilder mentally for the rest, and then he didn't just yeah. get up. He then started laying into. Yeah, well, that was, that was in, amazing. That wasn't in the first fight. That was fantastic. Yeah. So I think he had him, he had him psychologically. But I don't think he was prepared to. I don't know. I just don't like the kid. Um, and, and I think you know he got into his head. Then he did uh, Fury, which he does really well. So, so um, yeah, good. I hope he's. I, I, I don't like Wilder at all. I think his personality stinks. But um, just another loudmouth American put to sleep. So there you go. Well done, <laughs> well done, Tyson. Yes. yes, it was quite satisfying. Uh, Brenner's Ghost, also funny that Wilder couldn't sell out the stadium without Fury fans there. And Nora says, <laughs> yeah. uh, I love how Barney is just sitting there like a statue. A beautiful statue, though. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll move quickly back onto Leeds United. We'll finish with um, a bit of a preview of the Southampton game. And Callum was talking about uh, this. Uh, Hope James is raring to go. On Saturday, I hope Phillips is back. Do you think Harrison yep. will make the most of the season? Will spend most of the season on the bench because of James? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Rafi's playing. He's going to play, is he? He's coming back, what, early Friday morning, I think it is. I'm sure, surely he can't be playing. Surely he probably won't be on the bench. I mean, it's going to be knackered, isn't he? I would have thought I so. Bet. Yeah. I bet he'll play, I'm, I'm... He'll play Rafinha, won't he? Takes, <laughs> takes about half an hour for me to walk to work. And I, by the time I get them, I'm, I'm fucked. And he's going for a good deal, man. Never mind uh, Brazil. What 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 happened to uh, all this quarantine isolation? I know that's in what's... up in the head, isn't it? I don't know. Did the government or the FA agree something? Just Covid's over, isn't it? Is it over? It's over. It's over. Yeah, it's finished, yeah, currently oh has COVID. COVID nah, it's yeah. over, mate. It's just a common cold. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because COVID doesn't COVID doesn't uh, doesn't know when you're in international football or traveling across in, you know mm. international boundaries. It doesn't know right. if you live in Wales. It doesn't know that it's midnight. It doesn't recognize you know after midnight COVID can't exist. So there's loads yeah. of things COVID can't do. So that's all you've got to do is work your way around it. It's fine. And Rafinha. Rafini would probably not make uh, COVID anyway. COVID. So yeah. it's fine. Right. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Nutmeg COVID. Yeah. Get the vaccine. Get yeah. in there. Oh, dear. Um, Southampton. <laughs> yeah, shit out there. 
Are they? Have... Don't say yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, look, they, they, we did them twice last season, and they had a way better team that they're going to have. They've got War Prowse out. I think what's his face? Who we nearly signed striker? Um, Chad Adams. Chad Adams. I think I think he's out. Um, this old Vestergaard, this old Ings. Come on, like they're so much worse than they were last season. Um, so we though. Think, well, <laughs> saying that, that's what I mean. One one win, and I think I think no, that's yeah. the confidence we need, and an away so. game as well, which we sometimes um, you know we quite like an away game, don't we? Really, yeah. uh, less pressure and hell of an away following. Um, yeah, I'm quite confident, especially after the win against Watford. I'm quite confident about this one. But they're not good, are they? They're, they're, they're shit. They've had a couple of good draws. Um, I think they drew against Man City, didn't they? Um, which yeah. is a good draw, but they still haven't won yet. Um, and I don't think that's going to come this weekend. It's going to be a win for me. Good lad. Yep. Confident. They've, uh, yeah. they've lost to Everton. Uh, they drew against the Scum. Uh, they, they beat not Newport County 8 0. Oh. Well, yeah, eight nil, fucking hell. More than we could manage. I'll tell you that back, them. we're getting battered. <laughs> we're losing now. <laughs> they drew 2 all with uh, Newcastle. They drew nil nil with the uh, 10-man West Ham. They drew nil nil with Man City. Oof. So, entertainers. Um, yeah. Well, apart from the new yes. game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beaten by Wolves, 1-0. Lost to Chelsea. 3-1, but they were down to 10 men. Remember. So, yes, still searching for their first win. Two points less than Leeds. Fuck them. Fuck them. I think we'll do all right. <laughs> I think Ward Prowse Proud, missing is a biggie for me. He's the dominant, dominant, yeah, dominant player. Set pieces, which we're not great on either. I think that's a big, mm. big miss for them. Uh, hopefully, like I say, we'll make it two in two. And again, league looks different. People's confidence goes up. Belief starts to return. And that's what we need, isn't it? So, um, fingers crossed. Can I just say, the worst away journey ever. Fucking hell. Whether it was the Dell or whether it was St. Mary's, that is wow. one hell of a journey, man. Yeah we, yeah, we even stayed in London a couple of times and went down there. And even from London to there, which you look on a map and think, oh, that's sound. You get on one of them rattler trains, it goes to all famous fields, and you're on it for <laughs> ages. And it's... You've had far too much to drink in London. They don't let you drink on that train, so you're starting to sober up. You start to get oh, an hangover on the train. So you, yeah, you get to you get to you get to Southampton with that thick head where you're just like, oh. oh fucking hell, get me to the pub quick. I need to have a shot of whiskey or something. Can't you put a bit of cheeky vodka in your orange juice or something? Yeah, think outside the box, you and come on. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, organise the one I got on the train thinking like you know when you go. It's a continental Europe, and you can go get a you know a beer in the bar at the at, on the train, but yeah, not not not. On it that was train. it was Southampton where the advertising hoardings were so close to the back of the net mm. that I think it was yes. was it Bridges who smashed yeah, the, the ball was, in, mm, and then yeah. it came out like in pink came uh, out fucking yeah. table football foosball. Is that when he scored when he scored the hat scored hat trick? All I remember is I don't know. We scored and then we didn't because it bounced off the advertising board and uh, the ref missed it. I'm sure well, that, that, I'm sure that was again, Southampton. But... Yeah, I think it was. I think it was at the Dell, wasn't it? The old Dell. Get in your score predictions now in the chat and I'm going to read them out. Uh, Wardy, score prediction? Uh, I agree with Nora, 3-1 leads. Barney? 2-0. And Rodrigo's going to score. Yeah, he's starting. Wow. He? Not Roberts. Ewan? 
Go on, then, he will. Yeah, Rodrigo, Robert, <laughs> there you go. Listen, even, <laughs> even, a broken clock's, even a broken clock's right twice a day, Barney. You keep saying he's going to score every game. You're bound to get it right eventually. Come on. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go. I've just seen McAllister Bishop put up. I'm going to go 2-1 leads. It's never going to be easy. We'll make it difficult. It'll be 2-0 up with 10 minutes left, concede, and we'll all be sat biting his nails. <laughs> what's, what, what's left you of his nails for the last few minutes? You know what I mean? I'm in cynical mood tonight, mate. I'm in proper, like, you know, it is... I agree, actually. Love it, love I think it. it's, but I think it's going to be three-two, maybe. Could be two-one, yeah. and I think Furpo's going to score. That's my prediction. Get it in! I like that. Mm. Okay, that. last bit of chat, and then we'll say our goodbyes, Paul. We are beginning to get a subs bench that can change a game. Bremner goes five-nil mm. against the Saints. Oh yes. Uh, Bandy says this. The Saints are so poor, I'm scared to predict the score. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, say poorer than Watford. Poorer than Watford, no. <laughs> right. Uh, Nora says 3-1 leads. Bremner's ghost feels weird having Saturday 3pm kickoff. Wiki says, Raf should be on the bench for me and only used if we need him in the last 20 minutes. Uh, if we're winning comfortably, then don't bring him on. It's James and Harrison. Adrenaline. Right. Uh, James and took him on. Right. Um, <laughs> James and Harrison have this. Callum Sharp, hope Bamford is back as well. What's your your lot lineups? Jeez, we're not going to predict the whole lineup. Speaking of lineups, yeah. I, 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 I saw on uh, the Liverpool <laughs> Echo <laughs> that Liverpool are monitoring Melier, um, Phillips, and Rafinha. Coincidentally, our three best players. I've honest to my shits twice a day. Don't mean I want them. Yeah, they've had scouts. <laughs> they've had scouts watching them. Uh, they, these guys are pretty good. Maybe we should buy them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I could, have to, yeah, yeah, I could, how much do these scouts get paid? I could do that. It's easy, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. You'd probably just sit watching FIFA and go, he's really good. We'll go buy him. <laughs> Look at these well FIFA scouts. <laughs> Speaking of lineups, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why. I like it. You and quickly becoming the Robbie Fowler of the <laughs> podcast. Callum Sharp, Hope Bamford is back as well. Oh, well, I already said that one. Bremner's Ghost Vodka and Lucas A. There you go. McAllister Bishop, yeah. evening, guys. Great to see a video like this showing off our diversity. Brandon right. Baby Sham. Brandon Baby Sham. These whites have a black history. McAllister Bishop, 2-1 to Leeds. Bremner's Ghost, 5-0 Leeds. Rodrigo, hat-trick. There you Fucking go. Hell, yeah. Solid. Solid. That's a, that's a Barnes prediction, if ever I've seen one. Yeah, yeah. Is that enough days yet? Nora's incredibly happy that you've agreed with her, Sam. Yes, I think it's, yeah, it's 3-1. I don't know. I think it's Southampton. I think 3-1. I don't know why. Paul Homboy, 4-0 to Leeds. Bandy, well done, boys. Nora Law. So that was it. <laughs> that was your podcast. Uh, final final thoughts. You have a message you want to say goodbye. Anything specific? Do you, do you have any shout outs to say to people? Anything shout, you want to mention? Shout out the keeper. I'm going to score a hat trick pass tonight. That's all right. Yeah, I'm going to say have a good game. Have a good game. Oh, so. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm enjoying it. I love it. I love playing late night as well under the under the lights of B Dale. Under the lights before. on a Wednesday night in B Dale. <laughs> Fucking hell, what yes. more do you want? <laughs> Can you do it on a Wednesday night in B Dale? Right. Yeah. We want yeah. our cold nights in B Dale. Yeah, it's pretty Paul, Paul Gascoigne's got no on you, Sam. Tell you. No, nah, he hasn't, mate. He hasn't. He, uh, <laughs> can he do it? Can he do it on a cold? You know, Wednesday night in B-Dale, can he balls? <laughs> can he fuck? 
do the uh, do the peacock. Do yeah. the peacock yeah. <laughs> celebration. There you go. I didn't do that in a while, did I? No, no, I like that. Barney, got, any uh, peacock any... with his <laughs> Do the windmill. Do the windmill, <laughs> Sam. The windmill. The windmill. Uh, what Sam doing? Probably shouldn't. <laughs> look, look, Sam. Uh, I'm really sorry about uh, to do this, but. We we can't invite you back for football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no reason, just football. We're full now. <laughs> Barney, uh, you got any uh, tips on fighting COVID? Um, watching ITV four and watching Man uh, Minder and um, oh yes, um, yeah. There's some real really good stuff on ITV four. Real like proper. <laughs> 70s and 80s stuff and you think actually life's not that bad now yeah. so it looks quite depressing then the professionals is good as well i recommend that yeah, professionals, yeah. Yeah. sweeney professionals is, the sweeney you know what is fantastic is, what's you know minder because you know dennis everything dennis waterman was in right he had to do the theme tune didn't he Right yeah. the theme tune. Is, 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 it, is, is the theme yeah right the theme tune thing the theme tune, <laughs> the theme you know tune. Where yeah <laughs> but then is i always think is that the one um i'll be so good for you yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one i'll be so good for you it's amazing right because i haven't watched that i haven't watched that for 30 plus years right but i can still wow. remember every word to that song it's brilliant, absolutely I brilliant. Get a good idea. Do you keep me in it? I'll be so good. Bit of karaoke. Me like you want you want? I'll do anything you do. I'll be so good for you. Yeah, and then when it went when it um progressed from um Dennis Waterman to the other guy in yeah, the nineties. It, they like they tried to make it a little bit more like Dallas style. The music yeah, it just failed. Yeah, it just right. got silly. It's got right, silly. People rock time, just the wrong location. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna listen to that on the way to football. It's gonna I'm telling you now, it's in me. We're earworm now, definitely. I want to say lastly. Can I just say lastly? I got an exercise bike this week, lads. Fucking yeah, revolutionary, revolutionary. Because I, I walk you look a lot. Well. Do you know what? I'm losing loads of weight. I'm fucking strong. Ooh, I'm a monster, but. <laughs> I go on the thing, it's quite, what I did was, right, I set it up in the wrong place, so I guess this exercise bike, and I thought, right, I'll put it in, the kids have got a, a game, a game a games room, so I thought, fucking hell, Barney, you all right? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> got bones in that one. Um, so I set this bloody exercise bike up in my, my kids' games room. Uh, there's loads of space in there. It used to be my music music room till I had kids, so I feel like I'm owed a little corner of it. Anyway, sets it up next to there. <laughs> so... The first two days I got on it, I didn't realise the radiator was on. Fucking hell, it was like cycling through, you know, Kabul. I was like, <laughs> dripping with sweat, thinking, what's going on? There's no windows open. I'm in the middle of the house. No wind, no breeze whatsoever. I lost about a stone just in those three days I've had it. So if you, if you want to lose weight, kids, it's working. get on an exercise bike, do an hour a day, and right. stick the heat in it. It'll drop off and you. Speaking of, off you. speaking of getting on your bike... That's uh, our time. That's all the time we've got left. Just uh, what he needs to uh, go and score some goals. And uh, Yeboah style. Thank you very much. If you want to follow us, we we said uh, all our Twitter tags numerous times on this podcast. So just go find us. Nobody's fun. Nobody's fun. <laughs> so don't, 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 yeah. yeah. Good night. God bless. Get one follower from this podcast. Get in there. Yeah. That's my fifty. Make it fifty-one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
Stay well. Good boys. Take care. Yeah, don't take get, care. Don't right. get I won't. Cheers, everyone, for listening. Cheers, Thank bro. you. And uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill him.